Good morning, and the conversation continues here on 94 WIPL Sports Radio. My name's Peter Solomon, and we ease on into WIP Sunday. It's a little rainy and overcast out of there, but the clouds will part, the rain will stop, and we're going up to a delightful 77 degrees, I'm told. So it might be a good day to go out this afternoon, do what you need to do, but when, no matter what you need to do, take 94 WIP with you. Always good conversation on this beautiful WIP Sunday, because every day is beautiful. And when we come back in just a bit, we're going to hear from a lady, Meg Donahue, has an extraordinary story to tell about her dear mother, who was on the verge of death, till she discovered a way to bring her back to an active life. All this and more when we come back here on 94 WIP. My name's Peter Solomon. More in just a bit. And we're back. And I'd like to say good morning to Meg Donahue. Meg, good morning. Good morning, Peter. How are you? I'm fine. Take me back to Thank the, you for having me. My pleasure. Take me back to the year 2011. Sure. My mom uh, was 80 years old. She had uh, severe congestive heart failure. And uh, a host of other um, organs were full, uh, failing. Her, her kidneys were, were going. And a lot of things that happen as you are... Um, your body's basically shutting down, and she had been released to heart um, to hospice care, and um, we we were you know preparing for the end. We had lost my dad uh, maybe five years earlier to Alzheimer's, and it was really a very um, unusual uh, end of both of their lives. They had both been very active, ate a relatively what we thought was healthy diet, and here they were in their my dad in his 70s and my mom in her her 80. Um, dying. And so I started to research everything I could. I was really desperate. It was kind of the Hail Mary pass of who has survived congestive heart failure, very severe congestive heart failure. It was uh, her, her heart function was 10% and dropping. And I came across a, a lot of different things, some that we all know, low sodium uh, for heart disease. But also I came across a book by um, Dr. Esselstyn called um, Preventing and this was the important part, reversing heart disease. And I thought, well, who can reverse heart disease? What, what's this guy doing? And um, I, I read the book, and what he recommended was a whole food, plant-based diet. And that was it. And did more research. Uh, T. Colin Campbell, who wrote the China study, you know, echoed that same thing. And there was a lot of actual medical journals that had, had backed it up. So we just jumped in, and I started feeding her um, little smoothies. I took her home to live with me and I started feeding her little smoothies because that was all she could could eat. And gradually, she started to get a little bit better, a little bit stronger. And this was extraordinary because we really thought we were in and out of the um, emergency room, you know, for the first three weeks because we just thought this was the end of it. But she gradually got better and better. And then maybe three months into this, she started eating a little bit bigger meals. Um, started going for small walks up and down our driveway. And then uh, over a year into it, which is, you know, in hospice care, that's kind of unheard of, she was starting to drive again. And now she is going to be 87 in two months. And she drives. She swims four times a week. She takes Tai Chi. She called me up and the other morning and said, I'm, I'm really, really... Call, uh, called me up and said, do you have any blankets? And I said, what What, what, what do you need? And it's like hot here. And she said, well, I, ha- I need one for my yoga class. And so she's doing great. She's just doing phenomenal. And it woke, our, woke us up to the power of changing your diet, which was something we didn't realize. 
It's an amazing story you've told us. I mean, I know, for example, hospice care. Usually the rule of thumb is you get six months, and if you're still alive after six months, go somewhere else because hospice care runs out. Right. Well, what, and that's exactly it. What we decided to do is we took her home because, you know, I, wa- I wanted to be with my mom. We're a very close, big Irish Catholic family, and so I said, well, I'll just bring her home with me. I just had a baby as well, and I wanted her to at least to be able to hold my baby for a few months and see her. And um, so we took her home, and then we renovated a little um, apartment in our garage and um, fed her these meals. And, you know, it's been remarkable. It is, it, you know, she is as vibrant. We've, we've looked at pictures of her from 20 years ago, and she is more vibrant now and, than she was 20 years ago. And it is, you know, her heart is doing great. Her cardiologist, you know, we get these great notes from her cardiologist going, wow, this is incredible, you know, showing her heart function as it progresses, as it steadily gets better. And, you know, that's the, that's the thing that, that blew us away and made us, to, you know, decide, like, hey, we need, to, we need to get this word out because people are suffering from something that can be prevented but also reversed. And it feels like it's, we're ta- you know, it feels like it's a miracle. But what we know now is that when you go from foods that hurt your body to foods that heal your body, profound things happen relatively rapidly. And, you know, it's, it's not a, a one-off or an anomaly. This is really par for the course for people who have heart disease, di- type 2 diabetes. Um, we're seeing great things um, out of UCLA with Alzheimer's in reversing memory loss with um, Dr. Bredenson. Um, if you can change to a whole food, plant-based diet, all of a sudden these things start to reverse. And it feels miraculous. I mean, if we were a drug, everyone would want it. But it is is simply changing your diet. Was your mother ill with something, or was it simply the parts were wearing out? The parts were wearing out, and that's what struck us. It wasn't that she had a... There wasn't an... what we could identify as an underlying, you know, big disease. But what we know now is that heart disease begins not when you're 60, but it begins in your 20s. And the same with other, these other diseases that, that show their symptoms profoundly when you're older, Alzheimer's and um, type 2 diabetes and um, hypertension, erectile dysfunction. All of those things start much younger. And if you can begin to shift your, you know, and, but they're hidden. You know, you're going along, going along, and then you, maybe you hit 40, and you think, okay, I'm a little slowing down. I've got some arthritis. My eyes are going a little bit. I've got the weight around the middle. And these are all things that we've begun to say, that's just what happens. When, in fact, it isn't just what happens. It's just what happens here as a result of the things that we're putting in our body. If you go to other um, other countries um, that don't have a diet as high in fat and processed foods, you'll see that that isn't happening with, those popu- with, with the older populations to the degree that it happens here, which is it's epidemic in the United States. I mean, the amount of people, the number one fear of the people over 60, heart disease and Alzheimer's. And, and, that's, and we've begun to think that that's the norm. You're just going to, you know, some, <laughs> you're going to get one of the two. Um, but they're, they're, they're preventable, and in some cases, you know, you can mitigate it. Alzheimer's is complicated. It's a multi-point approach to it, diet being one very important piece of it. But you can mitigate that and in some cases reverse it. And in the case of my mom, you know, it is, 
it's remarkable. It is remarkable to see her with as much energy. I mean, she gets up every day, and she's a riot. And she says, I have never felt this good. I don't have a pain in my body. And it's true. You know, I, we were ta- it's, it, feels, it feels like I'm making it up, even when I talk to you. We were talking with our banker when we first started our company, and I was just telling her the story. And she said, Meg, if I didn't know you, I'd think you were lying. I said, I feel like I'm lying. I feel like, why don't people know this? Why are we letting people be so sick and giving them care that, in a sense, is more palliative care? It's more to keep them comfortable, but it doesn't get to the root cause, which is so simple. It is so easy. It's just shifting your, your foods to ones that heal you, and they're not like weird foods. It's just regular stuff you grab out of your garden, fruits and vegetables, beans, legumes, now, and Meg, your body. Meg, did you have a background in health and nutrition? You know, I didn't. I got a crash course in it. When, when this happened, I thought, well, wait a minute, what's going on? And so I went through Cornell's course, um, plant-based nutrition cert- certification course. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm an athlete, and so I, you know, always was aware of my body in, in that sort of way and what fuel might help it or hurt it. But um, I didn't. My co-founder of uh, our company had a large organic bakery, was, you know, worked with Whole Foods and Trader Joe's. But we didn't get this piece. We did not have this piece. And that was what struck me is that I considered myself a pretty aware person who had a pretty good diet. Um, But, you know, personally, when, because I was cooking the food, everyone was eating it in my family, my arthritis went away, went away. You know, just like I was creaking down the stairs in the morning and, you know, it just went away. I had the beginnings of macular degeneration, went away. You know, and I feel like this is... Why don't people know this? How can they not know it? And a little bit, um, it's, it's a new concept, I think, to some people. I think some people uh, confuse it with a vegan diet um, specifically, and, um, and it feels a little weird. So we just said, let's try and normalize it, make it fun, make the food great, and help people, help people eat this way. Okay. The average American diet consists of four food groups, if I'm correct. Fat, sugar, salt, and caffeine. <laughs> right? Right, exactly. <laughs> That's true. That is true. What goes into this, know, what goes into this diet? This diet is, you know, the, you, you do have some fat, of course. You have natural, natural sugars, you know, um, not processed sugar. Uh, you have some salt. Um, and, you know, I don't take caffeine out of my diet, but a weird thing happened. I love coffee. But when I started eating this way, um, my desire for coffee uh, went away. So I don't have much coffee. Um, but what goes into it are you, t- you take foods that grow out of the ground. So basically no meat, no dairy, and no processed food. And you take foods that grow out of the ground, and you make all kinds of delicious meals out of them. And, you know, it's, it's the way that a lot of other countries eat. You know, you may have heard of the book The Blue Zones where they studied pockets of the world where people lived long, were happy, had low rates of Alzheimer's and heart disease and all the things that, that are clogging up our healthcare system and said, what are they doing that's different than we are doing? And, and of course, probably more exercise. They have good family and community relations, and they also eat a primarily a whole food plant-based diet. Now, Some what, might have a little bit of meat on the side, but it's more of a, uh, like we have a side dish. What went into the smoothies you fed your mother? 
these I, I tried to I did two types. One was um, a fruit smoothie because it has more sweet, and when somebody isn't eating a lot, that's something like with babies they like sweet. And so we started getting her eating those. And so that was banana, a date, which is you know nature's candy, having a date, um, some mango, blueberries. Blueberries are great also for brain function. And we would put that in a little almond milk and smooth it up, and she would have that for breakfast. I would also put in some chia seeds, which uh, have a little bit more protein, and some hemp seeds that have more protein and a little more fat because she was very, very thin. And with a very small meal, we needed to give it as much kick as we could, and, and that was her initial one. And then we made blended soups, like um, uh, uh, sweet potato soups or a um, squash soup and beet soup. Must we have, blend those. Must have exhausted you having your mother and your baby. <laughs> you know, it... it it, it, well, luckily, I was eating this way because I had extraordinary energy. That was the other thing that happens. Um, and, and I think I was on a mission. You know, when everyone is, you know, a, I had a preemie as well. So she was very, very, you know, both were, were in kind of tenuous health situations. So I may have been on, like, hyper hypervigilance. But I also felt great. I, I could not believe how good I felt. And I thought I felt kind of good before that had was very active but I felt extraordinary I had this I felt like I was 20 again and I'm I'm 54 and so I felt like I was 20 again and I couldn't believe it and I said is this really just the food I'm eating but it was true it, I just felt I had just had a baby it had been a difficult birth and my mom was dying and I felt physically great going through this you know emotionally and it was it was tough but to see that kind of result was incredibly uplifting every day now, did you go through any kind of withdrawal as you left meat and processed carbohydrates and sugars behind? Yes, I did. And, you know, that, it's a really good point that you bring up because one of the things that um, people believe is that a lot of their food issues are mental. That, oh, geez, I just can't resist. And I liken it to, you know, you can't get sober while you're drinking. And you can't get healthy while you're eating processed foods because they trigger your body to want more of them. Just like, you know, if you have a difficulty with alcohol, it triggers your body to want more of it when, when, you're, when you're ingesting it. And so when you take that out, there's a gap. Um, and so for the first week, I felt um, I was a little tired. Um, I was a little, uh, I had kind of like a flu feel, fluish a little bit. Um, and then it, it just went away. So I just slept as much as I could with a baby <laughs> and I drank a lot of more water, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a, a crazy amount. And a, a weird thing happened is my craving for meats because I liked meat, you know, we're not meat shamers. Um, it just didn't, it's not, it's not healthy for you. Um, my craving for it went away. As soon as I had started to take, took all that stuff out of my body, my craving for those things that weren't great for me went away. And, and it wasn't a struggle. And you're listening to WIP Sunday here on 94 WIP All Sports Radio. My name's Peter Solomon. I'm talking with Meg Donahue. Meg has an extraordinary story to tell about changing her mother's diet and her own to a plant, plant-based diet. And Meg, you stay with me. I've got to run a few commercials to afford those plant-based foods. We'll be back in just a bit. The WIP time, 
7.58. And we're back. My guest this morning, Meg Donahue. She tells us the story of plant-paced diet and how it saves lives. My name's Peter Solomon, and it's WIP Sunday. Meg, you told us about breakfast and lunch. What do you, what would your mother have for dinner? What do you have for dinner? Uh, well, for dinner, I have, you know, one of the things that we did is we realized that um, we needed to make this food really familiar and comfortable. Yeah, I, have, I have a couple brothers who are football players, and I thought if I put something on their plate and they look at it like it's a side dish, then we haven't hit the mark. And so let's make food that is really familiar. So we, um, you know, chili, a lasagna, a gardener's pie, that type of really, you know, hearty comfort food that you feel very satisfied with and, um, you know, you don't feel like you're missing out on anything. Where's the protein in all of this, though? Because, I mean, we need protein, and that's usually meat or chicken or fish. You know, that's that's a great question, and and a lot of people ask that. And so we put um, a lot of energy into, um, you know, educating about how much protein do you need, and then where do you get your protein? So most people have thought and conditioned to think, and meat is a good source of protein, but also every vegetable has protein in it. Um, Beans are a great source of protein. Lentils are a great source of protein. And so you will get, if you eat this diet, um, you will get, you know, a balanced plant-based diet. You will get more protein than, you know, you think you can and as, as much as you possibly need. How is it different from the vegan diet? I have a son who's a vegan, and he's a skinny little thing now. Yeah, um, and that's, that's kind of what everyone thinks is, um, I don't want to be a skinny thing, but what happens is uh, in a vegan diet, you can eat, the, the main core of a vegan diet, as I understand it, is that you don't eat meat or dairy, you know, and so, but processed foods are all on the table, and so you can have a, you can be an incredibly unhealthy vegan, you know, Oreos are vegan. Um, what we say and what we know is that for your body, a whole food, which means it's a food that isn't chopped up into other things and chemicals added to it, um, plant-based, it comes out of the ground um, diet, is it's incredibly healthy. It's an incredibly clean diet. Your body recognizes it, and that's that's the difference in um, a processed you know, vegan diet that has you know includes processed foods and things like that, is that your it it's filled with chemicals that your body may or may not recognize, and so when you think about that, you're like of course your body at some point, disease would develop, dis-ease, uncomfortableness with what's going on, what's coming into it that helps it, you know, that fuels your body as, we you know, protein. Um, so a whole food is simply, it's food that is, comes from the ground and it is not um, um, altered in, in any way with additives or preservatives. And a vegan diet may or may not have those. Um, and so that's the difference. Now my son, the vegan, tells me that if he slipped and went back to a piece of meat, a McDonald's hamburger, for example, it would make mm-hmm. him physically ill. Would that happen to you? Yes, it's true. And that should be like um, the clarion call to people, that if your body in a clean state has something that you ingest into it that makes it ill, that it repels, then, um, you know, I'm not going to repel a tomato, <laughs> you know, but something like a, a burger, um, you know, from a, a fast food chain is, is just filled with, with basically junk. And it is, in a sense, a type of poison to your body. And, 
your body naturally and hopefully will reject it. When you are, your body has become accustomed to it, like with cigarette smoking, you know, maybe the first few times you smoke a cigarette, if you ever did or any of your listeners did, you had that kind of dizzy, loopy feeling. That's your body saying, this is bad. <laughs> then you, you know, you, you power through that and you keep smoking and then you, you, your body um, adjusts. It's the same with difficult chemicals that we put in our body. Your body adjusts to it, and we begin to think that that is normal until you take it out. And then when you put it back in, it is, it's a dramatic, like, oh, my goodness, this, I feel horrible. Um, and so that, that will happen, which is a good thing. Before you changed your diet, what was your guilty pleasure? Um, Probably, you know, I, I think probably steaks, steaks on the grill. You know, I um, that that was probably the biggest thing that I I ate. You know, maybe ice cream. Oh, you know what? And I I drank a lot of milk. I was a real milk drinker. Um, co- come to find out, you know, that coincided with all of my a lot of my sinus issues that I never even never put the two together at all. Since I um, took milk out of my diet you know, dairy out of my diet, I have no sinus issues, no, you know, strep throat things. It's, uh, um, you know, and there's a direct line. The science, science shows it. Uh, one of the things that we did when we first started doing this is I thought, you know, there's so much woo-woo. There's so much bad information on the Internet. Let's really get the science. And so what we do is we work with doctors, cardiologists, and look for the actual medical journal that has the studies on it that is there a correlation between this and this. And... So what we have found is, sure, dairy, you know, and many people are allergic to actual dairy, and um, it manifests itself in things like sinuses and, you know, a stuffy nose and um, other, other illnesses. Taking milk out of your diet, though, when you're a woman of a certain age can be hazardous in terms of osteoporosis, can it? No, no. So you think about milk from a cow... Um, is designed to feed the calf um, while it's nursing. And the same with human milk. You know, we don't produce milk beyond a baby's age of, you know, 10. (laughs) Um, Moms don't produce milk for the child. And so if you think about it in its natural form, milk was produced to help grow a baby. You know, so it is filled with everything that it needs from a calf and for, you know, a mom's milk for her baby. After that, from your diet, you can get plenty of calcium, plenty of uh, all of the nutrients you need to stem, you know, osteoporosis. In fact, that's one of the things that you will see begins to reverse. You know, if you have the beginnings of osteopenia or osteoporosis, you can mitigate it and in many cases reverse the course of it um, by eating a whole food plant-based diet. And, you know, Peter, when I'm talking to you, I know this sounds like crazy to some people. And it did to me. So that's why I was, I was calling doctors. I was saying, you know, this, is this really true? <laughs> is this really happening? Um, but it is. And there is, there is, if you go to the, you know, the, the most reputable journals and you start, looking, and start asking, you know, the head of cardio, the cardiologist association is, is a vegan, and you start looking and ask these people, is this true? What, what is the, the real science? And it's there. And I think that's what people need to understand, that this isn't kind of like a fad diet. This is a diet that people have been eating since the beginning of time. I mean, it's in the Bible. It, this is, it's a very natural way to eat, and your body understands the food that's going into it. And so 
obviously, you know, um, the amount of calcium you need is, is available in, in many different foods outside of cow's milk. What's your guilty pleasure now? Uh, my guilty pleasure now is, um, God, I sound really boring now. Um, smoothies are, are probably one of my guilty pleasures. I, I don't have a huge craving for, um, for sweets or things like that. And, but, you know, probably a great smoothie or, you know, really great fruit bowl. And I can't even believe I'm saying that because that wasn't me, you know. <laughs> well, I know, they, I, knew they, I know they make things like ice cream with rice milk and coconut milk. Yeah, they do, you know, and, and those, those are pretty good. So if you want, um, those would be, you know, those are fine. And more and more they're coming up, which is great. Um, you know, we love to see that so people uh, can, if they enjoy that, you can have it, you know. And one of the things I, I really want to stress is that, when we started this, you know, and started the company to, to make it easier for people to do this, we wanted it to be, one, affordable, but also to have it be food that people enjoyed and that they didn't feel like they were giving up something, you know, and that they were always being restricted. And, and I can say unequivocally, I do not go through a day with willpower. You know, I don't have that much willpower. If I was thinking like, oh, my God, I want a piece of meat, I want a piece of meat, at this stage in my life, I would just have it. But after going on this diet, I naturally have, do not, I'm not, I don't gravitate towards it. I don't even think about it. It doesn't cross my mind of, oh, I wish I could, but no, I've got to go eat this whole food plant-based thing. <laughs> you, it's the food I crave is, is really the food that I eat. You can walk past somebody barbecuing and survive it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't, um, and that's, that's not a unique experience. That is, is really the experience of, of many people who, who eat this way, um, you know, as long as you give yourself enough food and food that is, you know, fun to eat and delicious to eat, that's really what we want. You know, we don't want a boring diet. You want food that is comforting and delicious and sensual and all of those things, just like we wouldn't, you know, if you were eating meat or, or anything else. What did it do to your food budget at the grocery store? Yeah, this is that's a really good question. The first thing it did, it was it was it seemed really expensive, and one of the reasons is we didn't quite know what we were doing. So you buy a lot of stuff, and then because it's fresh, it would go bad, um, and that was that was difficult. But the truth is, eating this way, it's there isn't a significant difference. And when you think about like a, the price of you know a good cut of meat or milk, it's the same you know almond milk versus you know, cow's milk, there this is no difference um, as, or a negligible one. The biggest hurdle is, is learning how to eat this way, to switch your, you know, most of us grew up around cooking or cooking a certain way. And so to be able to go power through that kind of training, retraining time. But the cost was, was very similar. I confess, when I was a child, my parents used to buy a half a cow at a time for their deep freeze. So did mine. So did mine. God help us all. And of all. course, yeah. And and you had it. You know, you you know, we had a big family, and that's what they did. And I mean, my dad was a butcher for a period of time in his in you know my my childhood. So um, we're not meat shamers. I just realized that. Wow, I'm you know over forty. 
I see the, the trend in health for many of my friends going in the wrong direction and that being accepted. And um, for, for me, it, it, it reversed. And I feel, you know, at 54, I feel vibrant. I play tennis competitively. Um, my mom, of course, story. And everyone in my family, you know, hypertension, high, you know, high blood pressure, those types of things have all normalized. And something is happening here. And I feel great. You know, I don't have the cravings that many people do that cause them to overeat. And, and that's a very serious issue. I mean, the, the type of um, uh, food addictions that people have, um, they're very traumatic, and they can consume your whole, you know, thought process. And when you take out the things that hurt you and just put in foods that your body recognizes, much of that whole psychological problem is diminished. And all of a sudden, your body is just operating. You just, you just get up. You feel great. You eat breakfast. You're not thinking, should I have this? Shouldn't I have that? Oh, I shouldn't have had that. You just eat it. You feel great. It fuels you. Just like when you were a kid, when you got up and you ate and you went out and played and you had lunch and you went out and played, that's the feeling that I have and many of the people, hundreds of people that we work with, the same feeling. They just, oh, I'm not hooked into that whole food thing that is consuming no pun intended, um, much of my day prior to this. And we're talking with Meg Donahue. She's become a nutritionist expert about whole plant-based diets here on 94WIP, WIP Sunday. Meg, if you can stay with me a little longer, when we come back after another break I've got to take, I'm going to ask you about your company, Mama Says. Mama Says. I'd love to. Thank you. Thank you. Mama Says and a whole lot more when we come back after these messages here on 94WIP, the WIP time, 737. Got it right this time. And we're back, WIP Sunday, into the home stretch with Meg Donahue, expert on plant-based diets and its benefits for your health. My name's Peter Solomon. Now, Meg, you went from just doing this for family to creating a company, didn't you? Correct, correct. Tell me about the company Mama Says. I love the title. Um, you like the name? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's great. It, the, the, our motto is do like your mama says. Eat your fruits and veggies. Go outside and play. And when we started eating this way, I realized, you know, there's, there's a bit of a hurdle to begin cooking this way. It's kind of hard. There's a lot of chopping. It's different than what I was accustomed to. And we also realized that a lot of people might need help transitioning into it. And my partner, uh, co-founder, Lisa Lorimer, used to own Vermont Bread Company. They were one of the larger organic bakeries and one of the first um, organic bread bakeries um, in the country. And she had gotten out of that business, and uh, so she had a a wealth of of knowledge in the food industry and distribution. And we said, let's just put this thing together and start making meals that are affordable. That was number one, because I think there's a – there's a perception that it's, it's very expensive to eat this way or that it's a type of an elitist-type food. So let's make this really affordable. Let's make it like your favorite aunt came over with a casserole and brought it to your house, you know, big, big, hearty portions and food that is familiar. So what you, we just started putting together recipes. We work with chefs. We work with, with folks and started putting together recipes that really satisfy you and when you went down to eat it, and there are certain things that help you feel satisfied. You know, they have a certain amount of fat, certain amount of salt, certain amount of um, 
acid in them. And so we just started putting these things together and, um, and started the company, Mama Says, and we deliver um, plant-based meals direct to customer all over the country. All over the country? Fresh. How does this stuff survive? I mean, snail, snail mail will get you even fast snail mail. <laughs> It's true. Well, luckily, we don't send it snail mail, um, or or that would be trouble. But it's it's fresh. We send it in a cooler, um, direct to customer. It's fresh, and it will last for two weeks in your fridge. You know, you get a big gardener's pie that serves three or four people, and lasagna, all plant-based, no cheese, no dairy, no meat, um, no preservatives, and um, comes right to your door. And we, we're we actually very, you know, eco-conscious, and so we send it in a cooler that we pay for you to ship back to us, and we will recycle it because one of the things we realized is that there's a lot of waste in this industry, in the food delivery industry, and we said, let's let's close that loop. Let's bring the stuff back. We will recycle it. Make sure it will pay for it to be recycled, and you can put all your trash rate in it and send it back to us. And um, so we don't have all of that um, waste going into a landfill. Is it expensive? No. You know, our average cost of a meal is, we think, $5.50. Feeding how many people? Um, That's for one person. Okay. So if you, yeah, our average, say, for if you ordered a gardener's pie, would be $15.99. And, you know, you're getting organic, whole food, plant-based, all made. You just heat and eat it. And it will serve three to four people. That's amazing. Um... Well, it may seem like a lot of money, which you save in terms of cooking and chopping and time makes it a real bargain for the busy person. You know, it really is. And we started this, you know, I'm, I'm over 50. You know, Lisa is. We, we've done, you know, we've had careers. We've sold companies. And we got to this place when we realized the power of this. We, we didn't really want to jump into a food business originally because it's, it's a lot to do a startup. But what we said is, People need to know this. They're sick. They're, they don't feel good. They're getting diseases younger and younger, epidemic, that they don't have to have. And what if we can just move the needle a little bit? You know, what if we can be a place where people can say, you know what, I'd like to try it, but, you know, I can't get it all together. I got kids. I got work. I'll just order it, and you have one or two meals a week that are plant-based. The impact on your diet, even of, uh, on your health of that, is really profound. And not to mention, you know, the, the impact on the environment from eating this way as well. And so that was our main goal is let's, let's just make it easy for people to eat this way. Make it affordable. Make it easy. We know how to do it. And people don't need to suffer the way that they've been suffering with these things. We're just starting to believe as a society come with age, you know, uh, extra 20 pounds, eyesight going you know, a little bit of arthritis, can't get up and down as easily. All of those things, heart disease, diabetes, um, across the board, the, the big ones that you hear about, cancers. Why are, why are we not treating them at the root cause? Why are we using things that are basically palliative care when we can start to answer it at the root cause and then give people a, a chance for health? And so we, we just felt called to it and jumped in, and it has been, the response is tremendous. Um, when you see people's lives transformed, I'll, I'll give you a quick story. Um, I had a, our plant manager, I had asked him to, to come work with us, and he'd worked with me for years, and we called him Big Dave. And Dave is the guy, we're up in, we're up in Vermont, and he's the guy who went, you know, shot his food for lunch, you know, Big Dave, lift refrigerator Dave. 
And he said, all right, Meg, I'll, I'll do it, but I, I got I to gotta eat this way. I got to try it. And um, it wasn't his, his way of eating at all before. And so he started. He, he just went, jumped right in, did a whole food plant-based diet for a, a month. He lost 35 pounds. And that's not unusual. If you have excess weight to lose, this is about the easiest, uh, most fun way to lose it. So he lost 35 pounds in the first month. But here's the, the really spectacular thing. Dave had severe epilepsy most of his life, um, where he would, he would have seizures that would last up to 12 hours. He would be out of work for two to three days, work with specialists in Boston on a lot of medication. He came to me about a month and a half into eating this way, and he said, Meg, I'm going to start getting, coming off my medication. And I want to be really clear, we are, we are not anti-medicine. You know, I, I love the doctors that we work with. There is, you know, they do tremendous work. And so I said, Dave, talk with your doctor. Don't do anything, you know, without their approval. So he talked with his doctor. His doctor looked at his numbers and said, okay. So Dave went off one of his medications. Four months into it, he was off all of his medications. Mm-hmm. And that, you, 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 you think, What? All his life, he's been on medication for severe seizures. He changed his diet. He lost all this weight, and now his seizures have diminished and are, you know, basically non-existent. And, I have and that's say, the power of food. I have to say, Meg, your publicist included a picture of you in the materials he sent me, and you're glowing. Oh, thank you. You're thank glow- you. You glow from that picture. Um, for folks who aren't quite believing yet, is there a book you recommend? Um, let me think. You know, I would. I I love Dr. Esselstyn's work, um, preventing and reversing heart disease. I think, you know, he's done a 20-year study on it, and it, that is um, a great place to start. Another place, um, nutritionfacts.org. Um, Dr. Greger's work, Proteinaholic, is uh, a, a great place to start. You know, I I was reflecting back on your question of of, you know, where do you get your protein? And one of the, the jokes that people use in this community is, well, where do cows and ox, you know, strong as a bull, where do they get their protein? And they get it from plants. And when you think about it, you know, the great apes, they get it from plants. And um, they have a tremendous research behind their work. And so that would be a good place to look, nutritionfacts.org and, or Dr. Esselstyn's work as well. All right. For folks who might want to do it but aren't ready to commit to Mama Says, Got a cookbook to recommend? Um, let me think. Um, interestingly enough, Dr. Esselstyn has a cookbook as well. But, you know, maybe even easier would just to be go, go online. You can go to Mama Says, too. And we have, um, we have a Facebook group that you can join for free, and we have a 96-page cookbook that gives you the menu. It gives you, you know, what to eat, and it tells you um, what you need to go shop for. So it breaks it down, so it makes it really easy. So you you see, okay, for breakfast, I'm going to have this. The ingredients are this, and and this is what I need to go shop for. And we do it for a four – we have a four-week menu for folks, and it's all free. Just go ahead and get it. You know, a big part of what we do is to give people as much information as possible. We have videos on fun recipes. um, And that is really a a great place to start, to just kind of noodle around with it, make a few meals this way. Give yourself a chance to have, to feel healthy, to feel great, you know. Um, you can do anything for a month, and we say it, it, people might think it's a little radical, but if you've ever seen anybody who's had open-heart surgery, you know, that's radical. That's okay. a really radical thing to have your, have your chest, chest cut open. Changing your diet a little bit for a month and feeling great, that's not so radical. Absolutely. Or, of course, you can always go to 
www.mamasezzz.com. Mamasezzz.com. And order a couple of meals, even one or two meals. Is there a minimum commitment? No, not at all. No, I'll send you whatever, whatever you want. One or two meals to try it out and see whether you like it. And I have to tell you, too, Meg Donahue, this has become personal for me, and I'm probably going to do it. I have to talk to my wife. Can't do it all alone. But between my health problems, severe arthritis, and a father who died from congestive heart failure, oh. it's important. Stay. Oh, Peter, I, I'm, I'm so sorry to hear that. And I'm, I am, I am, we will help you in whatever way you want, and I mean that. Our people should not have to suffer, and, um, and we can help you any way you want. We'll send you food whatever you need, but I'd love to love to be a part of that journey with you. Thank you. And I want to say thank you to Meg Donahue, one of the founders of Mama Says, all one word, Mama, S-E-Z-Z, dot com. Check it out. Thank you, Meg. Thank you, Peter. It's been an honor to be on your show. Thank you. And stay tuned for Sunny Hill, always interesting and provocative discussion in the living room. Your opinion, Sunny's reactions, I know I'll be listening. Thank you to Phil Jackson, this morning's producer. And Ann Tideman Solomon, my dear wife and associate producer, couldn't do it without either one of you. I'm in your debt. And finally, there's nothing left to say, but have a good WIP Sunday. See you soon.